What's up, fellow producers? Hey, hey, what's up, everybody? How are y'all doing out there? We are glad to be here today. We are happy. <laughs> Hope y'all are doing good. This is the Ford Producer Podcast. We're going to talk about what, Ray? We're going to be talking about a lot of things. <laughs> what's our main topic? <coughs> Excuse me. Whoa, you all right? COVID. I am. We're going to talk about <laughs> no, no. Uh, we're going to be talking about work-life balance as a producer. Heck yeah! How to balance that time with family, rest, everything, in order for you to be recharged. Yeah, we're going to jump. I think it's going to be beneficial for a lot of these people watching. I think it's going to be beneficial for me. <laughs> <laughs> You're just going to restructure your own life on this podcast. Exactly. Right That's what I'm doing. That's awesome. That's right. Before we jump in, y'all, we want you to go and check out forwardproducer.com slash ISP industry standard productions <laughs> seven ways to level up your productions whether you're a singer songwriter or an artist or a producer yep. you need to level up all the time absolutely don't stop leveling up Ray constantly be learning man and just keep moving forward yep just go check it out forwardproducer.com slash ISP Right there on right there on Ray's look. Oh, I'm in Ray's camera. If you're watching this, you can see my finger now. <laughs> there it is. So just go check it out. A couple of clicks, you'll get it instantly. It'll be a very big a berry or a very very big help to you all. Go check it out. We have industry news. That's right. This is happening a lot with we has we talked about uh, what's his name, Phil Collins. Phil Collins and Genesis. This is David Guetta. What? David Guetta, the producer. So I'm reading a thing we copied just to make sure we're, we're correct. Yeah. David Guetta, the producer behind hits like Titanium, I Got a Feeling, and Hey Mama has sold his back catalog to Warner Music for a nine-figure sum. Whoa. The French star made about $100 million, which is 72 pounds, in the deal, which also covers his future recordings. People familiar with the negotiations told on, that's just actually, it just says where the report was. Right. 100 million, Ray. That's a lot of money. And I keep telling everyone, publishing is king. So uh, my quick view of publishing is this. If publishing was a house, sorry, if the music business was a house, publishing is the foundation. Okay, 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 and okay. all roads lead down to the foundation. Mm-hmm. But how do you sell just the foundation of a house, Ray? Tell us. <laughs> I'm just kidding. <laughs> That's where the analogy breaks down, folks. <laughs> the analogy kind of comes there. to an end. <laughs> what would that be like? That'd be like selling maybe a portion of something. Right, exactly. You don't sell portions of houses. Yeah. It's like a pizza. There you go. We could talk about pies all day with pizza the publishing. <laughs> that's right. Yeah, that's crazy. 100, 100 million and... It says it also covers his future recordings. So does that mean he's just going to kick back on a yacht all day long and not do any I, more music? No. What <laughs> what that probably means is that at the same time he sold his back catalog, he then did a new publishing ex- exclusive publishing agreement with who? Who did he sell to? Warner. With Warner. So, um, and with that, typically you have to turn in a certain amount of songs that are yeah. commercially viable every year. All those type of things. That's probably what that means. That's cool. Yeah. I mean, would you do that, Dill Ray? Yeah, $100 million. Absolutely. So you were, <laughs> you were saying something that uh, he's still probably getting his writer's share. Right. So uh, sometimes um, 
it doesn't it doesn't include your riders. I mean, I guess you can, and that that's part of the deal. But typically, um, you know, whenever you write a song, it's really split in two. Part oh, sorry, half is the publishing share, and the other half is the writer share. Mm-hmm. So you can sell your publishing all day long, but then keep your writers. Mm-hmm. So it doesn't really specify in an article what he did. So really, he could have sold for a hundred million dollars, but then even going forward keep 50% of the revenue as the writer share. Which that might be an even better deal. If that would have been hooked up. I'm thinking like, this Warner is not just going to sit on his music and do nothing with no. it. They're going to get it out there, so that means more revenue for him as a writer. Right, exactly. So we don't really know the details. It's probably out there somewhere. We just didn't look it up hard yep. enough. But that just goes to show. If you're getting writer's credit on music that you're doing, that's right. you are the writer. It's worth it. It's way worth it. Right, 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 right. So we're going to jump into overrated versus underrated, along, kind of along the same lines Here of what we we're just talking about. Overrated versus underrated. All right, so let me let me ask you this, Ron. You didn't even know what the topic is yet. Yes, I do. <laughs> I haven't said it. Well, we talked about it. Well, I want you to, you to I got to say it for the clip for the people out there. All right, go ahead, people. Overrated versus underrated. Record labels. Uh-oh. <laughs> All right, Ron, you got to answer. I'm going to answer first. I'm going to say overrated for an independent or wait, what did I say? I don't know. We talked about it before. I, I said overrated for the artist, underrated for the, the company. And, oh, okay. Okay. It depends too, though. It, <laughs> so you think for beginning artists, for beginning artists, it's overrated. It's overrated. Actually, but I say they, they say they do a deal. Yeah. 360 deal yeah <laughs> the artist yeah it's a little overrated for them for the yeah. business is probably under it could be overrated for them too well i mean i mean how many artists break very few very few really really truly do, do break in a real sense so let's we should talk about it more as a music producer yeah sense so a record that we're talking about the big big dogs right right so for a producer I would think that a label might be underrated mm-hmm. because they do have the money and the connections and the connections, right? So they they as a producer, would you want to sell one of your productions to Universal Music? Probably. If you were making nothing on it now, right? You'll at least get five, ten grand at the very least. I would think. So, but then what if that song goes? Crazy. Yeah, you still get points. That's get, all the part. Some, of, yeah, you get some writers on it. You get some writers, but also you get producer points. Yeah. So it's underrated for that. That's right. What about for bands? Ooh, bands and artists. I think I'll I'll agree with you. It might be overrated because even if you're with a label, you still have to do a lot of the grunt work mm-hmm. at the beginning for the, before they'll even come up, you know, behind you and support you. You gotta have like a you, you gotta have a little fire started, mm-hmm. right? And then they come, they like to come and throw gasoline on it. I think a lot of labels understand that now that it's like it's not the '90s, sure. So they're they're doing stuff that's actually more of like an independent right. label style yeah. structure. That that's been my experience. I have a I have a friend that his band was with labels for like I followed them since I was a teenager. Yeah, and I was like, why don't you guys just go independent? He's like, a lot of it is because the connections uh-huh. and if you're a touring band 
a little easier to go on tour with a well-established record label that already has connections with all these venues around the U.S. Yeah. And they could just say, we want to book a tour, bam. Because I think they make more money at, at touring than they do selling music. Yeah, for sure. Depending on, the, depending on the deal. Especially if you, you know, include merch in that. Yeah, because I think some of, most of the labels, I think they they own whatever records they pay for yeah. until they're recouped. Yeah. If not more. Not, so yeah. the tour is like a, I think it's a totally different animal. Yeah, for sure. That's what he was saying. The connections is cool. All right, so look, y'all, let us know in the <laughs> Depends comments on where you sit with all of this. Right. <laughs> if you agree or disagree, uh, let us know. We want to hear from you. Yeah, let us know what y'all think. It depends. Right. <laughs> it's such a great term. Where it totally are. delinquishes our overrated, underrated segment where we want to be with controversy and kind of right, right, right. <laughs> Whatever, we're gonna roll with it. Right. It's a little, a little bit of a give and take for sure. It is. Like you said, with the producer, it might be beneficial. That's right. <laughs> Maybe may not. Uh, let's jump into the the meat of the talk. We're gonna talk yes. about the music producer work life balance. Right. What do you think about that, Ray Dog? Dude, I think it is super, super important. In fact, I don't want to get too biblical on y'all, but it actually is number four in the Ten Commandments to, mm. to rest. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Sabbath? What? Huh? Sabbath? The Sabbath, meaning to rest. And even if you look at the creation story, God rested on the seventh day. Mm. Right? So if it's good so enough for that's God. That's balance right there. <laughs> what? That's balance right there. That's exactly Yeah, for sure. Like, I... What I try to do, I don't do it every time, but what? But actually my wife and I, we really make it a priority to try to rest and relax, completely no work, one day a week. Mm-hmm. Even if the producer started there, it would be huge. To get one day just set apart. Yeah, just one day that you go to the beach, you know, go to the park and throw a frisbee with your dog you know mm-hmm. just something like that just at least one day a week to rest because and, and i'm telling you for creative people it's even i think more important entrepreneurs because, too yeah entrepreneurs uh creative folks all that just really it helps recharge your batteries it helps in fact a lot of times when i'm really in the zone relaxing my the ideas st- that start coming mm-hmm. and then I just uh, write them down real quick on, on my phone. Yeah. Um, I agree. But, but it's, it's, it's a creative booster actually. Yeah. I agree. I think the Sabbath thing like you're talking about hundred percent, Yep. especially as an entrepreneur, yeah. my family, we do that. We sit one day, Saturdays yep. It's flexible too. Yeah. Like if Saturdays is a day that most people, you know, as a creative, you could go and do something on a Saturday. Yeah. We just kind of talk about it before. Like, all right, we're going to move some stuff around. Yeah. Maybe a Friday evening we'll do something family-wise or a Sunday or something like that. Right. But it's good to have that balance 100%. I agree. Yeah, for us, time. it's usually a Friday or, or Saturday. Mm-hmm. Those are just because of my schedule right now. Yeah. Uh, but It changes probably. Yeah, yeah. Absolutely. But we try to do at least one full day just doing nothing. I think like other than that. Go hard. <laughs> Get as hard when as you can. you're not Sabbath, then go hard. Right. One thing that I knew whenever I was first getting in, well, I was probably a couple of years into beat making. Yeah. I just loved it. Yeah. And I was a newlywed. Yeah. And I would beat make like nonstop at home. How did that go? It was it was hard. <laughs> it was a strain because my wife was there and it's a new relationship and she's thinking that I'm putting more attention into this music as opposed to, that's not making much money at all. Right. But I got a good beat placement out of it, so there we go. Right. <laughs> but anyway, it was like a little bit of a strain because I'm just on a computer. 
headphones. So, so look, actually, you bring up a great point. Work-life balance, it's not just one day a week. For sure, try to do that. But it's also during the week, mm-hmm. right? Yeah, go hard, but at some point in the day, you got to stop. Right. You know what I mean? So um, I just heard this story not that long ago about Eminem and how he worked. In fact, um, you guys can research it yourself if you if you notice anything different let us know in the comments but but Eminem he starts at at 9 a.m. Mm-hmm. and then ends at 5 he'll, he'll do got a, a 9 to 5 he, he'll do a lunch break around 12 1 o'clock but then once he's done at 5 he's done at 5 right so if if the other rappers the other guys are coming in at 4 they're trying to pull all nighter there he is out yeah. He's at five o'clock. He said, "Hey, I'll be there in the morning." Uh, and he he comes. He he really makes it a nine to five job. I think too. It depends on where you're at in your life. Yeah. Like if you're single, yeah, you could just not sleep. <laughs> right. That's actually a great. If point. you have love yeah. in your life, if you have kids, right. If you have depending on where you live, if you live with your family, yeah, life life stage is what yeah, they call life that. stage. Yeah. I know when I was when I was single, I just straight up. I would just pull all-nighters. On the weekends, too? I was leaving on the floor in the studio. Heck, yeah, just roll. <laughs> just do it. It'd be good. Make sure you brush your teeth and right. get a little shower sometime Have a in little there. toiletry bag a at the studio. A little toiletry bag. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> just grind, but whenever you start to get maybe a girlfriend or a boyfriend, depending where you are, yeah. you're going to have to start figuring some stuff out. And then whenever you have kids. That's super important. Then. You have a home studio. Uh-huh. And your home studio is set up right next to your baby's sleeping room. Right. You have to work on headphones. But Dude, you that would be something. a good overrated, underrated what, a, home, a home studio. With kids? With family. Yeah. I think it's underrated. Next. No. <laughs> <laughs> I think it's a little overrated with family. Because, here, because here's what I found. Especially when my oldest son was about two, um, I had a studio at my house. And he would come in. And I'm thinking, okay, I got to get work done. But but I love my kids. But to him, dad is home in the house. Why don't I have access to him? Mm. Of course, he's not thinking at it too. But <laughs> he's that intellectual, he right? Might. So so I actually, when they were younger, preferred going out yeah. to a studio and then, and then come home. And when I'm home, I'm home, mm-hmm. and I'm with family, and I'm hanging out with the kids, and yeah. hanging out with you know the wife and everything. Oh, uh, so. well, your youngest now is how old? He's nineteen. <laughs> no, no, your youngest. Oh, my youngest. She's twelve. So you're, she'll understand if you're like, I'm home. I have to work. Yeah, but a two but you, or three year old is like, <laughs> no. You, they'll still come and be like, hey, dad. Oh yeah. Oh, oh, oh. but can I do? <laughs> right. <laughs> you're right. Like, Hold on a second. Well, half the time they're on their phones and and doing their thing. Yeah. But but again, it's life stage, right? Yeah. We're we have teenagers now. Rome, you've got little little kids. So My oldest just, just turned three. Exactly. So we're in a completely. So you might need to. Set I'm where you were up. talking about being home and the kids walk in. Right. Exactly. So your work life balance is going to be different than mine. Yep. Related to that for sure. But my daughter's. <laughs> She'll still barge in. She's making beats, bro. So she's about to be working with you. Pull up right. next to dad. Doop. She makes beats on her phones, and then like she'll send them to me on my main music computer. Heck yeah! And then I'll she'll airdrop them. Yeah. Then, here. Boop, boop, boop. then I'll put it off because she does hers in GarageBand. I know we're kind of getting off topic, but she does GarageBand on her phone, and then she'll drop them to me, and then I'll put it all in Logic. Nice. It's hilarious. Anyway, is, is it pretty integrated from GarageBand to Logic? Yeah, like fact, it'll stem it out and everything. Yeah, all I have to do is click on, double click on her file once it's on my computer, and then Logic opens up. 
Dang, with the instruments added already? Uh-huh. There you go. That's a tip I didn't know about. Yep. That's huge. It's actually pretty cool. It's you can just pretty same blast out an idea on your phone. Right. And know it'll open up in Logic. Uh-huh. Another reason why you should go to Logic, Logic, <laughs> Logic, Logic. <laughs> there we go. That's it. It's Logic. <laughs> yeah, I was thinking, too, about like the time thing that you're talking about. Yeah. My wife and I do that. That's probably one of the, the biggest like uh, beneficial things we've done is saying, like, I'll be home at this time mm-hmm. because my kids need help with their night routine. Right. I'm going to be there to help. And then if we have a one-off where it's like one of the weeks, like on a Thursday, I have rehearsal right. sometimes and I'll just say, hey, this week we got rehearsal. Okay. So she'll know she's a little more prepared where uh-huh. she'll kind of pre-get their stuff ready before actually giving them a bath and that sort of thing. Yeah. So the timing thing is huge. Well, what do you and Mila do to connect? Like, do you have set times during the week that y'all connect? We do Saturday, which is okay. more like a family day where okay. we try to plan something to go out and as a family hang with family or so we'll go on dates sometimes on Friday nights if, yeah. if we could uh, guilt trip someone into watching our kids <laughs> right which is not really like usually we go whenever it's around their bedtime right so basically the people will come and help a little bit with their night routine and then put them in their crib and sit at our house and right. just stay there right so we'll go out like that well again it's life stage so what me and Krista we will do is uh, the kids are all, all at school right junior high and high school so we'll go do lunch dates all oh, the that's time awesome like you know go to I mean we'll go somewhere nice to eat and I look forward to those days <laughs> right <laughs> but, I, I get but we go around noon one o'clock and like yeah. we don't have to pick sage up till four that's great yeah what about, do you guys ever go on nighttime dates? Hardly. It's, so, it's weird. Like, I'll go on a date at night and be tired. Yeah. But if I'm sitting in bed and I find a good show. You're like, bing, 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 Or a podcast or something. It's like, yep. it is one o'clock. This happened to me last night. And I was like, I'm tired. I'm going to sleep. Right. My wife did the same thing last night. Right. I know she has certain shows that she watches to wind down. Uh-huh. She's watching something else like this. <laughs> she was just up. at like super late after she was super tired during the day because like I guess whatever she didn't sleep that good the night before yeah and she's up I'm like put on this other show I'm not gonna name drop the show because I don't like it so I'm like yeah put my on wife starts show. getting sleepy around eight thirty and then by ten she's gone and then I'm like you're up yeah oh yeah that's like the music producer life right night exactly owl status. exactly so we have to so we end up doing a lot of our dating like for you know lunch and that's cool. You know, early afternoon, all that kind of thing. That's cool. Do you all do family time at all? Oh, like, yeah. We're just going to go out and go to the zoo or something. Your That's kids are probably right. too old for the zoo. Yeah, right they're, for, too, they're past yeah, the zoo phase. But, like, you know, we all like going out to eat. Like, we'll do that as a family. Yeah. Typically, go get tacos or something. No phone? Do you do the phone restriction like some people uh, have been Sometimes doing? I do. When we're sitting at the table eating, like when me and – usually me and Sage cook dinner. Oh, that's another thing. Uh, Stay on topic, Gray. Stay on topic. Hang on. That's the uh, the other thing, work-life balance, that I like. Like, like as a, I don't know, it's not recreation, but just as a a way I wind down is I cook. I like cooking. Oh, really? Yeah, with with, with my daughter. Come wind down in our house. (laughs) (laughs) Because I like cooking. And and I I actually did the blog, and we talked about that. Tracking is mixing. It's it's the same thing. You can relate hundred percent. Your ing- that. your main ingredients, like your your meal, will be better if your ingredients are better. Mm-hmm. Right. Yeah. So, 
Cooking to me is like so Thanksgiving's is like about mixing. to be raised, raised and be in a zombie state of relaxation. Right. <laughs> Cooking is mixing. You know, it'd be funny. What for a great idea would would, would do a a book about mixing and using recipes you, like it's a cookbook. Hey, let's do it. If it's not already out there, we could do our own. <laughs> I'm down for that. A little dash of compression. A little, <laughs> a little dash. dash. A See, that sort of stuff will make me upset. You saying dash? I need to know what this ratio is supposed to be, Ray. Well, I can't dash Two nothing. Two to one, bro. That's what I mean by dash. Right. I'll make a plug-in that's all recipe terms. <laughs> right, exactly. But it's actually like a dash, a pinch, or whatever. <laughs> Tablespoon, it's all like ratio going up. Right. <laughs> Have a little su- a salt shaker. The, yeah, the, yeah. The sprinkling EQ on it. the top end. I know there's a sauce <laughs> app or a sauce That's plug-in. right. Yeah. It's kind of like that. Yeah, I forgot that guy's name. He's the greatest, the puppet guy? Oh, I think so. Yeah, that's it. Yeah, yeah. yeah. That's cool. Yeah, that's cool. Yeah, I think something to really think about, too, with uh, balancing yep. is when you're talking about work life, we're talking about music production as work, mm-hmm. but there's some people that are new to it that they have a nine to five working at wherever, maybe yeah. an office job or something like that. Yeah. So what do you think the balance will look like in order to do that on top of your normal work schedule? Man, I think you said it best already, Rom. Like, you and Mila talked, mm-hmm. right, and came to an agreement, especially where you guys are in your in your life stage. And now, if you're single, blow it out, right? Oh. That doesn't matter. But if you have a significant other or if you have kids or something like that, uh, man, t- talk to them, get it planned out, and and just stick to the to that schedule yeah and i think i mean i think you're a big fan of this too is multiple streams of income for sure whereas like some people i know there's there's probably a bunch of people online that just preach like if you're young go for it take the dive take the leap yeah and like music production that's a small percent of people that are actually going to make a decent amount right um other than if you're willing to live on ramen and crash on someone's couch for a while to try to do something right but if you're not and you're you're working and maybe you got a family or maybe you don't, but you're just being smart about it. Yep. Trying to phase that in, which yep. I think, I think the way I, I look at it is like a gauge, like a gas gauge Yeah. where say you're hundred percent work this way and music production income is here. Uh huh. And as you still set time to grind on music production, your gauge is going to start kind of going right. Your income is compensated. And I don't even think only music production. I think as an entrepreneur, if you're a music producer, you're an entrepreneur to some extent. No question. So there's probably other avenues where you could begin to move that needle from working from someone else to yeah. begin to work for yourself. Yeah. Which that's kind of what I did, sort of. Mm-hmm. I just got I got sick of working for other people. Right. And I actually took the plunge before I got married and just said, I'm just going to figure it out. Yeah. Which sucked. It was a hustle. It was a grind. <laughs> but it was like. It's been going good? It's been going. Come on. Business been booming. Enough to support and raise a family. I mean, that's huge. Yep. Because and that, you constantly, constantly need money. Yep. And we just got Amazing. a second house. That's right. Oh, so you're doing the real estate rental game. We are. We already have tenants in our first house. What? We're in a much bigger house now. That's awesome. And we, you already talked to our boy. We talked about. Every year. I did. I've already talked to my wife about that. We're looking at that for sure. So I think that's another, another another perspective of the work-life balance is mm-hmm. like maybe you're passionate enough to be only music producer stuff yeah it's gonna be hard though i think i think just as like the n- dynamics change of the industry and blah 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 yeah. it's gonna be hard to just go full-fledged into that off the cuff like yeah. boom you're brand new just got fl studio or logic right i'm just gonna do it it's gonna be hard yeah but if you're able to figure out r- the real estate game or yep 
content creation or and that yeah there's other things as a producer because what's cool about being a producer really at the end of the day like like we've talked about um it's you're the one bringing the vision to fruition right mm-hmm. you're the one putting the team together yes you might be actually physically making the beats but you're also getting instrument like use those skills on other things like like if you're a producer in your bedroom you could probably more than likely you could be the musical director for a band live mm-hmm. right and that's a whole nother Are potential you could, stream you could possibly run monitors exactly or front of house exactly especially if, if you're if you're mixing doing really good at you're a mixer producer right then you can go mix live somewhere mm-hmm. you know there's there's other avenues and ways with those skills that you have as a producer like what i've even been able to do is i've actually moved into video as well Mm -hmm. so i could not only produce a record i could i can and i know i can like produce a a video video. a video creative piece of art right now well what we preach too is for like music producers and artists is to put out content yeah which we talk about drip hustle that's right you're going to need to either you hire someone out mm-hmm. or you're going to learn to some way. Everyone has a phone. Yep. You could record yourself and learn how to produce content. Yeah. And there's some businesses that need content. Right. That's exactly. One of my, that's one of my avenues of income is doing it for businesses or doing it for other people. Right. You could even do it for artists. That's right. So if you learn the game on how to monetize uh, your production skills outside of music, like video right. or graphic right. or social media content creation. Yep. You can say, hey, Ray, I know you're a new, arti- uh, new artist. I do content creation. That's right. I'll charge you X, Y, Z. Let's do it. And right. you'll be like, hey, I want to do it. Yeah. Boom. And then when you come back to your the music game, and then at that point, then you, you can, you've got several other value-added products mm-hmm. that you can offer your clients Mm -hmm. that's a huge thing that we preach too is like on forward producer we're talking stuff that's very much so related to artists Mm -hmm. but we're trying to tell the producers is most of them are artists too like i started with as an artist background but you're going to be working for artists that's right learning learning the game on how to break an artist could you imagine if if ray knew exactly how to break an artist right how much that would be worth to an artist that's like brand new and they're good they got talent right which some of that is true, That's right. <laughs> but you know, it's like if you knew that as a, as a new producer, just to say, Hey, I know how to do it. Come Dude, to me. I have the knowledge. And if you're making beats and you have that type of skills, you can DJ. I mean, I know, I mean, we kind of forget about that sometimes, but man, uh, book some parties and go DJ somewhere. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Cause you're basically making beats on the fly that way. <laughs> yep. Yep. I think that's huge. Like all of this is related to the work life balance yep. because work could be working at a restaurant, right. busting tables. It could turn eventually into music production or yep. just that whole ecosystem of the music industry. Right. Which that's what we're talking about. We want to help you all. Absolutely. If I, if I would have known this when I was younger, I probably would have did stuff a little different. Oh, I know I would have. But I hope this helps you all, you know, get the reps into. That's a big thing we mm-hmm. preach. If you're into it and you got to balance it, set a time. If you're working, set a time maybe at night or in the morning that you're just building beats for an hour 30 minutes yeah nothing else that'll get your reps up absolutely so we got a story ray talks about (laughs) a special instance that happened to him with playing drums yeah this is a very quick story obviously a lot of y'all know i I, we talked a little bit about it last week i am a drummer 
And so I was on tour with this uh, with this artist, and we went to the Gorge, What's that? which is a beautiful, beautiful amphitheater in Washington. So the stage backs up, and so the so the gorge would be behind me, right? It's mm-hmm. a beautiful canyon. It's just absolutely gorgeous. Well, we were playing, we were rocking, you know, and it was going really well, and we're on like song four or five, so basically earlier into the set. Um, we were just rocking, and then we this one song, we do this big ending, right? So I'm playing, doing all my triplets. <laughs> On my corny end of the song triplet, and then boom, I land on the downbeat, and then I snapped my kick drum pedal. Snapped it right in half. <laughs> oh my gosh, dude! Like even so when I did, about, I was like, "How is the beater? That? No, not the beetle. Uh, the 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 beater. The, beater, the, the 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 actual the floorboard. Oh, yes, the, the foot where the foot goes. <laughs> Typically, the beater goes right. Yeah, that's what I thought when you said it broke. No, bro. I snapped <laughs> the main part of the foot pedal. What uh what brand is it? It was DW. Oh my god. <laughs> it was DW. DW Power chain. No like, way. Like double chain. Yeah, double chain drive. It was crazy. We're man. gonna talk that up as defective. Even right <laughs> <laughs> Even when I did, I was like, how like in my mind I was like, how's that possible? So I like like I'm having to think quickly because i don't know how you're you gonna can't kick fix the that. kick drum now you're gonna kick it not hit you the just pedal. can't fix that and 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 then uh our musical director jim he was firing off the next song right because boom 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 yeah and so for the first like minute of the next song my my drum tech came in and swapped out my pedals because we always you had a backup yeah thank I, God. I had backups for everything uh, typically, we have my my spare pedal. That's when white. you know you're a big dog when you got a backup for everything <laughs> and a drum tech, right? You, you got this. So, so we we had my spare pedal and, and always stayed underneath my floor tom, just in case either. Just the, in case I break the if bo- the beater went down. Now, typically, it's going to be the beater the or the spring, chain, right? Yeah, or the chain, right? Or the springs in it, all that kind of. Those are the things. So that's why we had a spare to begin with. Mm-hmm. But but no, I snapped the metal part. Like and I, to this day, I don't even know how I did it. It must have been. The, Do you have a picture? Thing. No, I, I should have. No, that would have been. That's nice. crazy. And I crazy. DW is about to come on our podcast here and be like, "That's that, impossible." That was what what series was it? I think five thousand. <laughs> That's crazy. If you would have said eight thousand, I would have just. I'd be like, no, no way. This is a lie, Ray. <laughs> 5,000 was like their top dog, though, years ago. Yeah, oh, yeah. Sheesh. Yeah. I thought you were talking about the beater. So that's my story, dude. It's so funny. That is crazy. It all worked out, though. That's right. Did you just tell the music director, hold on, hold on, hold on? No. We don't. You just like, went. Yeah, we, we're, we're playing four times. Dude, whenever mm-hmm. we're, we're playing <laughs> shows, we're not even. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> that's exactly what I was doing. That's exactly what I was doing. Right. Well, when you're playing a show, you're not thinking, right? You just go, 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 go. Especially in the first 20 minutes. Right. You're just firing off songs. Yeah. You might as well just hit play on your tracks, the click track, and just right. go. Just keep going. Here we go. Pow. Yep. That's crazy. I'll, t- I'll tell my uh, beater story. Do it. Next week. Dude, you know what's funny about that? And, and, service yesterday uh the drummer put a hole in the kick drum yeah it's a, it, i don't understand some of that 
Uh, how many sticks have you ever broken playing drums? Oh my god, dude! You go off on sticks? Yeah, like okay, so <laughs> we're going totally rabbit trail on, now. <laughs> if they're oak sticks, I break them, break them like yeah, they just shatter two or three. Uh, you what, know, per what size? Show. I'm usually five A. I'm five A, but Big when first? I do when I do hickory, we're getting nerdy on y'all. Right. Drummers gonna appreciate it. When I do hickory <laughs> sticks, um, I can probably get through three shows. Now this is with Michael W. Right? Mm-hmm. I mean, it's kind of a not super for, hard rock. It's not super hard, but the first twenty minutes are intense, mm-hmm. right? So you're beating the snot out of things. Right? Now, how do your how does your stick break? Do you do a lot of rim shots? Yes, that's what it is too. Yeah. What about your hi hat stick? Does it just wear out at the top? Yeah. No, I I usually I'm good at like Rotating. switching them. Yeah, switching them around. So, so it breaks from your rim shots typically. Huh? So it breaks from your rim shots. Typically. Yeah, they're gonna uh, snap there. Because that you know the hickory they they like splinter yeah they go like this yeah I'm different I play three A oh Delta, which that's big it's big because I play like a big boy <laughs> I'll tell you I used to do five A when I was traveling with my brother yeah. I was like I was a little rusty on drums yeah so he was like hey I need a drummer I said cool let's do it so I went to a couple of the events and I was like playing five A he's like you need to have more umph when you play I was like all right I was like let's take lessons Keith Banks. I was like, I'm going to take Banks. lessons. Keith yeah. Banks was my was my instructor. That's cool. It was great. It helped me so much because he's, he's super good. And he's not like, he's not showing me his way of playing. He's showing me like to fit with my brother's stuff. Yeah. So I was like, what do you think I should do? He wants me to hit harder. I was like, I, I'm i not going to do rim shots. I'm not a fan of rim shots. Yeah. And these sticks are just low. He's like, you need to go to like a 3A. Ah. I went to 3A. That changed my life. Boom. Boom. And I did. Breaking sticks. Never broke a stick. No way. On the road with him. What? Never broke a stick. Well, they're they're thicker. They're three A's, but I also I'm not doing rim shots, and then I also and aren't the three A's longer too? They're a little longer, and they taper a little See, fatter that, towards the tip. That's why I can't do three A's because <laughs> a little top the heavy length. Yeah, and the right length is yeah, and the balance of the fulcrum. Yeah, you need to have that. That's right. Well, Rick's more like rock, so it's like not really too much articulate stuff. But I got strong enough on him, I could do a little more articulate stuff, but. That's cool. Only the tips were. I've never heard you play. I want to hear you play. You heard me play? Well, that one little <laughs> baby video you said. You have some recordings online that you were listening to. What? <laughs> oh, Rick stuff. Really? I'm on, I'm on the uh, Leaning on My Beloved album. Okay, I'm going to listen to that in the car. That one's a good one. Let's see. There's, there's some of the tracks Let's on there. Let's see what Rome got. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Those are the three A's at work. We have gone completely off topic. It's all good. You'll see at the studio. <laughs> we're still talking about. You'll see at the studio the three A's I have there. What studio? Just the top of them. My studio. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. The top of them are just worn out. Okay. So it'll get to the point that the tip is just worn out, and I just get rid of them. I, uh, I never break them. Now, dude, early on when I was a teenager playing, I needed the, some more. Uh, I played DC seventeens. I don't even know what that is. The marching so the, band sticks. Yeah, they're more marching band sticks with no tip, and they're like. They're gigantic. Why did you do that? And it was, it was, I don't know. So I travel with marching band sticks with my brother. Yeah. With uh, rubber tips. Yeah. For warm up. Yeah. That's eventually what I started to do. And then I'll switch back to the five A's. And like, I'll do all my stretching and all that stuff with the DZ 10. But man, yeah, we're all nerded out on drum stuff right now. What? (laughs) We're nerded out on drum stuff right now. Right, sorry, y'all. Hey, I preach the three A's, though. If you're doing some rock stuff and you need some more oomph in your hits, get you a three A. Yeah. 
Now, if you're just trying to break sticks, go with five eight. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> no, dude, my, my sticks would last pretty, pretty, like three. I think a four, lot of his technique. Three too. to four shows, I would say. Yeah. And then also, I would change out my heads every 10 shows. What about busting through heads? I've never really done that. I've busted through kick drum heads quite a bit. But, yeah, they um, kind of just wear out after a while. Yeah, the the uh, toms, I, I've never busted a tom. Yeah. Unless, We're getting nerdy. We need to talk about drum stuff next podcast. Yeah, there you go. All the heads and the cymbals and blah, 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 blah. Because that's what we do. No, no, we, next podcast. Right. Well, at some point, we need to do a podcast about producing with live players. Yeah, for sure. A lot of the stuff that we've been talking about has been sampling and all that stuff, but, you know, even if you're just producing with a guitar player mm-hmm. you know there's you know things that it. yeah cool tips and tricks that we Jed will tell us you know. 57 on the cone that's slightly hey. off access don't move it yeah we should have Jed back for that one we could get him on he's here. coming back in two weeks awesome story that learned, turned into our rabbit trail but that's right if y'all could do us a favor make sure you go like share subscribe comment rate that'll do us a big service to go on there Rate us on wherever you're watching podcasts. Like on YouTube. Subscribe. And comment, guys. Like, let us know what you think about what we're talking about. Feel free. Yeah, a lot of people are commenting on TikTok. YouTube, just a little bit. Tickety-tock. TikTok people are going off. Yeah, let them go off. We want to to engage. That's right. We need to do a show that's just going to be about TikTok comments. That'll be funny. (laughs) That's always entertaining. Yeah. But make sure you go to affordproducer.com slash ISP. Pick up your free course, Industry Standard Productions, right here, over there. Yeah, you got it, Ray. You were right there. Yeah. Go pick it up. It's completely free. Download it. Listen to it. Whatever you want to do with it. And then we will actually see you all next time. See you guys. See you later. Peace out. Peace.